You are listening to the Moose and Fur Podcast. Hey, hey, Fur here. What's up? I'm Moose, and you're listening to the Moose and Fur Podcast. Today's episode is called Days of the Past. And today we have a guest. His name is Bill Conway. And Bill is, I believe, the co-founder of The Hard Times and The Hard Times Podcast. And we will bring Bill on now, and he can correct me if I'm wrong. What's up, Bill? Hey, yes, you had that 100% correct. Co-founder, editor-in-chief, whatever you want to call it. We make up all of our titles over there, so it doesn't really matter. Nice. So what what is the Hard Times and the Hard Times podcast? Uh, the, well, the Hard Times is a satirical publication that we started back in 2014, me and my co-founder, Matt, and uh, it's a shorthand version, you could just describe it as uh, The Onion for Punks, which, uh, so if anybody's familiar with The Onion, the satirical newspaper, we just have a much more subculture leaning in the music world. And uh, a couple of years back, we started a podcast mainly as an excuse to talk to the musicians uh, that we grew up listening to. Um, and we've gotten that opportunity a couple of times, me and Matt. So it's, it's all just been a giant scam and it's worked out for us well, that's really cool yeah that's that's pretty awesome i mean i wish i could have like actually thought of something like that to do to actually talk to people that i idle like that that's just re- that's like a really cool idea never would have i would never have thought to do something like that you wouldn't have thought to talk to people no i mean like to to start like we don't really have a podcast that is like a general generalized around one thing Right, we're all over the place. we're all over the place. We don't know what the fuck we're doing here. But, like, to take something and, like, oh, dude, let's start this. And so we can, like, talk to these people. Dude, if I could start, like, just, like, a country podcast and, like, get Carrie Underwood over here. I don't think you'll ever get Carrie Underwood over here. Well, come on. What do you think, Bill? Don't yourself short. I mean, uh, who knows? She's not writing any more NFL theme songs right now, so she's (laughs) probably not busy. Yeah, yeah, no, she's definitely not busy. She's ready. So give her a call. I will. I'll try to find out her manager's information. We'll get her in here. All right. Sounds like a Well, yeah, you have to have the podcast premise ready first, though. You can't just say, hey, I want Carrie. You need to, uh, you know, you need to have the thing ready. Like, hey, we're we're, we're a country music podcast, but we focus on, I, I don't know. Uh, has she ever done any acting work or anything like that? Like, we're, we're rewatching all of these. Well, the, and this, the only and acting, I think the only acting she's ever done is the NFL um, TV commercials, not commercials, but like the in-betweens where her music videos, those are the only kind of things like I've seen her like kind of act in, but it's just like a movie, like a music video. All right. So yeah, here, here's your podcast idea. You're doing the ultimate NFL theme song re-listen podcast where you break down all of the NFL theme songs I've ever used from the 40s until now, rate and review them, and then when you get to Carrie Underwood's uh, 
Sunday night football theme, that's when you that's when you try to get her on but, the pod. Bro, I yeah, got a got long this. way to go though. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of people. That's right. We'll get through them quick. Yeah, you gotta, yeah it's, a, it, well, it's a long game. You can't just you know go directly to Carrie Underwood. You're gonna have to have yeah, uh, that's true. Um, Priya, what, what, what's her name? Priya. She married one of the Jonas Brothers. Yep. She had the Thursday night football. Uh, you're gonna have to have that weird guy that uh, got in trouble for like racist shit. The oh one God! That, uh, all his rowdy friends are coming over. Oh for, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Monday yeah, yeah. night. Yep. yep. I remember him. I don't remember the name, but I know AIDS? who you're talking about. What? I think he has AIDS. AIDS? Yeah. I did not no, know good that. For him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Couldn't yeah. have happened to a better guy. So, Bill, uh, I went back and listened to what I think was, I mean, you guys mentioned it was your first podcast of The Hard Times on January 27th, 2019, and that was with Brian Baker. Do you remember yep, that? that is correct. That would be the first one. How, how did you, I know you did a podcast previous, and that was Edgeland. I have that right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. How, so, I know you did Edgeland for a little while, then you got into The Hard Times, and the Hard Times is, uh, was it a is the Hard Times a much bigger podcast than what you had Edgeland or is Edgeland bigger? Uh, I would definitely so the the potential audience for the Hard Times podcast is certainly more weekly monthly listeners on that. The Edgeland was hyper hyper specific uh, content where uh, so that was the first podcast I did, which I think started like seven years ago. I did that for about three years where I talked with people in the hardcore and punk music scenes that are straight edge, which is, you know, you don't do any drugs, you don't smoke, right. drink, and they say. Um, so um, I actually had talked with Brian Baker on that podcast previously, and he was in the band Minor Threat, and Minor Threat is responsible for coining the term straight edge, despite the fact that none of them identified as straight edge themselves but okay. getting to talk to him was a uh he's he's punk and hardcore royalty so um getting to talk to him was quite a trip i mean i have two minor threat tattoos and he is the guitarist slash bass player of minor threat so that's really interesting uh, and you're saying yeah, that they're not uh, you're, they're not straight edge like they don't identify as straight edge the Singer of Minor Threat, Ian Mackay, who um, is, he does not identify as straight edge because he basically says that was just a song we wrote, but he does not smoke or drink or anything like that. That's just his default setting. Okay. And so he kind of has come out saying the whole thing was never meant to be a thing. It it's was kind just of meant to be for the people who identify as straight edge or just kind of like it, a, a it thing. Wasn't it wasn't even meant to be something to identify with, but I think what they didn't realize is there was in the early eighties, the culture of punk was, you know, sniff a lot of glue, drink uh, all you can and just be a fucking wreck. But then there's right. going to be a certain subsect of people that don't want to do that just because that's not what they're into. Um, and so those people latched onto this whole straight edge thing. And then throughout the eighties, other bands kind of gave more, you know, definition to what it is to be straight edge. Like people start drawing X's on their hands, which is kind of the symbol of, I guess, a straight edge person that comes from when you were under 18 and went to a club, they had to draw an X on your hand so they knew you were not of drinking age. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. So nobody would serve you alcohol. So then it was that symbol was 
co-opted in a way. Um, and, and the whole straight edge thing, it is like, I mean, I'm straight edge. I always have been straight edge. It is silly. It is, but at the same time, like, to do it correctly, you have to be ignorant and stupid about it. Like, uh, that's the only way you can be straight edge correctly is to be very ignorant about it. And, uh, so that's what makes straight edge fun is because it's not to say, Oh, I don't drink. It's a fuck. I don't drink. That's good. Offer me again and we're going to fight you motherfucker. Right, there, you <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, Bill, can I offer you a cocktail? You're fighting. Oh, you want to, you want to go right now? <laughs> what are you going to fly all the way from California over here? Bring it. Bring it, bitch. Yeah, I mean, if, if that's what it, if that's what it takes, I mean, I, I, I think it's very serious. So, my I give you so much like props, like super proud of you. I mean, I really don't know you, but I I think it's amazing. I, I mean, anybody that is straight edge to how? Did, I mean, how did you even like figure it out? Like, what made you not want to? Did you ever? try alcohol or try weed or cigarettes or any of that? No, I, I've never had a sip of alcohol or anything, never taken a puff of marijuana. I kind of have, like, my, my brother is straight edge too, and I don't know how he feels about it. Like, maybe my influence on him was more than, or he's just also got this. But I feel that there is a spectrum of, like use like how people want to get fucked up. There's the people far on one side of the spectrum that always want to be chemically altered. They're the ones that, you know, any drug, they're going to take it. And then most people exist in the middle where it's like, Oh, I drink from time to time. Yeah. I'm trying to quit cigarettes. You know, I know it's a bad habit. And then there's the far other side of the spectrum that is completely uninterested in anything. And I've always just been completely uninterested. I've never been curious about it. It's like, there's, that's and really cool. No curiosity. Right. That's um, especially coming from the Conway family, which, I mean, you know as well as I do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some people might some people might say, like, oh, you just saw this as a child and re- rejected it. And no. maybe that is true. If, maybe. if I went to therapy, you know, then maybe they'll be like, oh, that's no, what That's it like is. your choice, though. That's like, e- even though, like, I've witnessed alcohol and alcoholics throughout my whole entire life. I never became an alcoholic. Yes, I did. I drink like socially. Yes, I did. I never drank at home by myself. Um, it's been uh, just over a year not drinking because I decided that I, I don't want to. Um, Seth has not drinking at as well for I don't even know how long. It's been a while. Yeah, been a few years. But I used to I used to drink a lot. I would I would call my drinking. You were an alcoholic. Yeah. At one point, I was, and I realized that is not the life that I need to go down. Right. Um, yeah, so- one thing when people bring – I'm sorry to cut you off. No, one thing when people bring that up, like, aren't you curious about it? Like, to me, I'm 36 now, so I'm, like, far beyond any uh, – you know, it's like, oh, I've already made it past any experimental stages. Like, it's, at this point, who cares? I'm already set in my ways. But – everybody that I've ever seen is always like, Oh, I'm trying to cut back on this. You know? So what makes it never made sense to me to be like, that's what I want to try. Like when all, nobody has ever told me, man, I drank too little last night. Fuck. You know, like uh, (laughs) that's not something people say. Uh, So um, 
so that that's always just been in my head and that goes for a lot of things like even like coffee i don't drink coffee because all i've ever seen is people trying to cut back on their coffee intake that and, is very uh, true yeah. yeah coffee is definitely addiction it's definitely a drug the yeah, caffeine I mean, yeah. caffeine is very Do you drink soda drug. uh i used to drink soda. i stopped drinking soda when i was like 16 uh because I, I probably you know skateboarding around shaw's and hansen and they had 25 cent orange sodas that yeah. were warm on the shelf. Right. It's just like, oh, that's all I'm drinking are these warm orange sodas. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I haven't had anything like it. I don't drink soda mainly because it's like, I already eat too much sugar. Like, that's probably like, the thing. And it's like, soda is the easiest thing to cut out that is tons right. of sugar. You know, it's like, it's major sugar. There's it. like almost 60 grams of sugar in a can of soda. Yeah, and it's so easy to cut that out. So all I, I try, I eat like crap, but I try to drink night like very well. You know, I drink a lot of water. That's why I try to balance things out that way. Hell yeah, I'm a water person for real. Like, I, you will never catch me with a soda. Ask it, you can ask Moose. Like, I try sometimes to drink. Even he doesn't drink soda anymore either. He drinks these sparkling waters or whatever they are. Oh, they sucked for a little while. It was so hard to get used to these things. Oh my god. Yeah, well, he he would, like, try to get me to take a sip of uh, some sodas that he would have, like Dr. Pepper or Pepsi or whatever, and I would take one sip of it and feel like I'm going to die because it, like, burned my throat. Oh, my God, it was disgusting. I, I hate soda. I hate it with a passion. I hate soda. It's disgusting. It doesn't even taste good to me. I loved it. It was just, it was like heaven. Okay, Um. quick question for you, Bill. Yes. Uh, if you had to rename peanut butter, what would you call it? Uh, well, I mean, it's already named so perfectly as is. I would probably, I'd, I'd probably, oh man, rename <laughs> peanut butter. Yeah. It's, so, it, it's tough because I, the, the texture to me just screams, uh, everything about peanut butter it's so unique to its own thing that I can't actually think of something that uh, would accurately Descript describe it. it. Yeah. So yeah, we it, got, I mean, it would probably have to go back to, um, God, who, who's the inventor of peanut butter? Who's that guy? Uh, uh, was it like, uh, George Washington Carver? I don't know. Well, uh, there, there's like a, a little skeptical kind of thing going on with that because apparently he stole it from this African-American guy who actually created it. It was back when like kind of slavery was still around. And so to get the peanut butter up and going, he, the, the white guy, took the idea from him and created peanut butter. Right, yeah. So All right, so George Washington Carver is the... Uh, the black uh, uh, guy that invented it. So okay. I would probably call it something like, uh, you know, oh, it would be Carver something, uh, you know. But <laughs> You're struggling things, with this one. <laughs> well, its texture doesn't lend itself to anything. Uh, like, you'd be like Carver jam. It's not jam-like. No, you know? right. um, So... Uh, well, I'll give you. I, I had to, I had this question thrown at me, and I called it nut paste. Mm, yeah, and, <laughs> that, that and then somebody else called uh, it nut spread. Right, and then somebody else mm-hmm. called it schmear. Schmear, because that he described it as what it feels and 
it sounds, sounds like. like. So when you take peanut butter, you're smearing it on your bread. So he's like, I would just call it schmear. Isn't schmear already? Uh, uh, that's what I was wondering. For like a, uh, isn't, yeah, it's like um, Jewish uh, fucking oh, yeah. cream cheese. It's like a schmear. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, he stole it from them. So I have a qu- another question for you, not related to weirdness. Yeah, keep thinking about your peanut butter because I'm coming back to that. Yeah. Okay. But- yeah, no, that, that will be what we close the show with. I'm going to be writing <laughs> out there. So I, okay, so I remember growing up, well, not growing up, but like a snippet of my life when I lived, you know, down there with you guys. And can you please explain to me about the hearse? Because I remember, I think it was your dad, driving a hearse around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so my father, I don't know where he got this. So he drove a hearse. I think he had at least two. Uh, and he would drive them around our small town of Hanson, Massachusetts. Uh, I don't really know where he got them, but uh, they... It was a smooth ride when you were in it because they were basically like a Cadillac uh, sort of thing. Um, and my dad was bad at driving. I probably have adopted his driving habits because my wife will say I'm bad at driving where I kind of will come to abrupt stops, you know, <laughs> instead of coasting to a stop. Um, and so when you were in the hearse, it, it was like you were like, traveling in a waterbed. So it kind of made you feel sick when you were riding in it. Uh but yeah, he would drive that around as his normal car, and his he said the benefits of it were people would always like let you out. Like if you came up to a four way stop, they're always waving oh you through first. Oh my god, that's because, awesome! I, yeah. I remember I remember uh, that thing every time he had the the hand and the foot sticking out of the back, the bloody hand and foot. Yeah. It, it it was just crazy. <laughs> I just remember getting scared, so scared because I was little. I was like I don't know five. Maybe four or five. I don't know. But I remember and I saw this hearse and I think I have a picture of myself with it. And I was like in the picture of me with me next to it. I'm like standing perfectly like stiff as a board and just looking at it at the like the leg or something hanging out of it. And I was just scared shitless. Uh, yeah, I think then my dad would say that mission accomplished. Yeah, um, that definitely. That was probably his whole thing. Because I, I think I was a freshman in high school when he had that. And there were some older kids on the bus that were like, hey, what the fuck's up with your dad and that hurt? And, you know, like he, he creeps me out. I'm like, cool, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, well, <laughs> your problem, man. Uh, it's the whole point. I do remember, yeah, as, as, you know, you're... Uh, oh, and that was the other thing is he'd like to bring us trick-or-treating by driving us around in that. So oh, uh, that was like his, uh, the highlight of his year was Halloween. Um, but I do remember one time hearing that while living in the car, I don't know, if, but he, maybe he was, he got in a fight with his girlfriend at the time or something, but he slept in the back of the hearse and you can't open it from when you're inside, you know? So he was stuck in there they couldn't get out <laughs> our grandfather eventually overheard the screaming and yelling from the back because it was parked uh, you know behind his his house and right. had to come out and get my dad out of there after him trying to like kick the window out basically oh my god but yeah well, 
Yeah, I mean, you don't need a handle on the inside of those things. The dead bodies aren't gonna, exactly you know, unless uh, they wake up. Then what? Uh, and they yeah. want they need a drink yeah. of water or I something. I would shit my pants if I heard like knocking in the back, like driving. That's when you down. just open the driver's door and run. You don't even look. You don't see. <laughs> While you're <laughs> driving, still just yeah, jump. Yeah, who cares? Let the car keep going. It doesn't even yeah, matter. Uh, so back to, I, I asked you about your first episode with uh, the hard times. Now I'm going to go back and ask you about your first episode for Edgeland, which was November 8th, 2013. And that one, how do you think you did on the podcast? Were you nervous? Were you, were you ready for it? I mean, uh, how, how do you, if you can remember back then to that? So I, I've, I used to, to with that one i was probably super nervous like putting it out even though i don't know how many people actually listen to it um but part of it was i remember when i was editing it that i was obsessive about every sound like i was i would edit out like the sound of me breathing like between right. words you know so and then i realized like then i was listening to other podcasts like wait i'm hearing everybody else breathe what the fuck am i so right. worried about uh, <laughs> Um, what about the ums? I definitely did. You edit out all the oh. fucking ums, dude. Oh my god! The first couple of podcasts, we edited out maybe twenty minutes of ums. <laughs> I, I probably had forty minutes of ums in <laughs> mine that I edited out. Um, so yeah, listen. I, there was no. You couldn't pay me enough money to actually go back and listen to that. There's just no way because it would just be a nightmare for me to be like oh who the who the what the fuck was i thinking here but uh i mean part of it is you need to start and just start doing it and then you just you get better over time right and you're not going to get better over time unless you start putting in the hours so yes everything you do the first time is going to be worse than the 50th time you do it right uh that's just the way it is so do you have any advice for us or even anybody about yeah, beginners, beginners like, uh, people that are listening. I mean, we have a few listeners, maybe five, <laughs> yeah. um, no. but you don't know if, if any of them want to maybe start a podcast of their own Yeah, because they and, probably listen to us and they're like, these motherfuckers have a podcast and they have 10 listeners. Dude, we can start a podcast and get like 30 listeners. Yeah. I'd say the biggest piece of advice is don't be hard on yourself because it's, it's all part of the process. And as long as you, our understanding of like, oh, this isn't perfect. We can get better. And then you're doing okay. But if you have the mentality of like, oh, this is the best podcast in the history of the world and nothing needs to change ever, then it's, uh, then that's, that's the wrong attitude. It's destined to uh, fail. Yeah. Uh, everybody, everybody should start a podcast, uh, just to see how it goes, just to get used to talking to different people or talking on a microphone or just doing something that's outside of your comfort zone. There's no, there's no stakes. You yeah. know, it's not like you're going to be put in jail for this, you know. Hey, right. you, know, you never know so, on this podcast. I mean, it gets pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how, how did you do as far as coming up with your material uh, on your first podcast, Edgeland? Did you did you struggle to find material or was it pretty much there at the tip of your tongue ready to go? Uh, so probably in the intro part because it was an interview podcast, but I'd always kind of do like a 10 to 15 minute intro. So I really don't know how that part went, but the interviews I think probably weren't terrible because I was talking to people 
that I really wanted to talk to. Like the first interview was this guy, Mark McCoy, and he sang in a band called Charles Bronson. And they were a, the genre of music is considered power violence, which is a super subgenre of hardcore that is intentionally not, not bad, but just a very aggressive short songs that um, would make your parents think, what the hell is going on here is kind of what power violence is. Uh, and his lyrics and their style was kind of a, they didn't take themselves too seriously. It was all kind of a joke. And so that sort of message was, you know, has carried over to basically anything that I've done since then. Right. Like these guys were aggressive, not taking themselves too seriously. And then the other interview I did in a separate interview was the drummer of this band, Spaz, which was another power violence band who also was exactly as influential as Charles Bronson was, where they had a lot of, you know, not jokes, but they were very lighthearted with their their message. And, uh, you know, maybe their songs were about beating up ravers or beating up rollerbladers or something like that. Right. But stuff that it was like, you know, this is funny to 16 year old me or 15 year old me or whatever. And uh, the music still holds up if, if you're into extremely short, fast songs. So do you write your, do you write music? Like, do you, are you in a band? Like what's up with that? Uh, my, my brother got all the musical talent and I got the look. That's gotcha. the, that was the breakdown of, okay. of how, how it went. But you love, you know, but you because, love music. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, I have no, sense of timing or rhythm uh i'm very challenged in that way so music uh, never really worked out for me do you write uh, songs no oh god no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you should try to write no, a song <laughs> uh, uh, i wouldn't i honestly wouldn't know how to start that process and i'm not interested that's one thing i'm not interested in knowing that i couldn't do everything at least somewhat you know since i don't have any Skills and it's it wouldn't it's not interesting to me. Um, gotcha. And I could just turn to my brother and be like, "Hey, do this," and he'd, he'd write a song in like ten seconds and be like, "That was really good." Okay, Thank we can you. go from here. Yeah. Right. Is your brother still playing the bass, or is he doing mostly uh, yeah, vocals? I mean, uh, he he plays like everything. Like, I mean, he started with bass, but he's mainly guitar now, and he okay. can play drums and piano and taught himself, you know, every. Wow, he, he could play most things if if he wanted to. Did, um, did, did you ever go to Priority Music in Hanson back in the day? Yeah, a lot of my friends' bands rehearsed there. Yeah, uh, I had. I was I was there quite some time. Yeah, I, I didn't. We had a band there. We practiced every day there. I remember your brother being there a lot. That's when he was big into the bass. He was recording some stuff there. Um, did you ever go to any shows? Um, Back in the day, your your shows. Yeah, from my band. Do you do you know what band I was in? Uh, uh no, I, I don't think uh, I didn't, I don't think I knew you were in a band. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple. Yeah, I was in uh, Upon Crimson Wings. I don't know if you heard of them. They were oh, in shit. Right, of course. Yeah, I, Mark, Mark Richards. Yes. And, yep. uh, fucking Dave. Uh, yeah, of course. Yep. Greg. Yeah. All Dave them. Maggot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We. Uh, yeah. We played no, a lot. No, I remember that now. I, I, it's totally just, I completely remember that now. But yeah, I, I um, yeah, uh, I don't think I ever saw Upon Crimson Wings when you were in the band, though. Uh, did you replace somebody or? Uh, yes, I, repl uh, I replaced the drummer. 
Uh, I don't even remember when it was, but I and then I was with them for quite some time. We played a bunch of shows. Uh, do you do you remember a hardcore band Back of the Neck? Of course, I remember Back of the Neck. Yeah, with legendary Ed. beatdown hardcore yeah. band. Yeah, <laughs> I I just remember going to a few shows. I mean, all, all of us we knew each other pretty well. Ed, he would see like I'd be standing on the edge of the pit because I just got out of it, and he'd see he'd see me or any of us band members. He'd come running over and do. I mean, he's a big dude, big. He'd sure, come they, running well, over. I don't call him Big Ed because he's tiny. Right. <laughs> well, I'm explaining it for other people that don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, he'd come running over and put his hand on my head and then bring his other arm up and over like he's going to smash me in the top of the head and then lightly tap my head and then run and go smash somebody else. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that yeah, was scary. No, that, was always a good, that was a good Ed move. Uh, yeah, Ed's about what? Six five two sixty, you know, probably. Yeah, I'd and say that's pretty, pretty accurate. Athletic, yeah, pretty athletic for a big man. And uh, he, when there was a show, in people, so uh, I mean, I was always with the Automata when they played because I was good friends with Scott Smith. And you know, when the Automata played, they had a lot of breakdowns. And Ed would um, jump out of the pit, and if there were people not moshing in the back of the room, he would start the pit back there right. and just yep. basically ruin people's days oh, uh, because now they were getting destroyed by Big Ed. Uh, always a good time. Oh, Thankfully, yeah. uh, I was always on Ed's good side. I, I always uh, appreciated uh, not having him mad at me for any particular reason. Yeah, that's, that's I, I've like seen him. Thing. I've seen him take some people out, like literally just <laughs> take them out. And I mean, you you see those pits. Obviously, you've been there. On my list here, I have Back in the Neck, The Automata, All That Remains, just some bands that I played with. And the the sh- the pits that even the small little bands like us and the Automata and stuff like that back in the day, the pits that they would produce were just insane. And people would get knocked the hell out in those things. It was yeah, just, I, I, it was I, nuts. I kind of wondered this just in general, let's, let's wipe 2020 from the board and the fact there's no shows anymore. But I remember, you know, this was going back 20 years almost. Uh, and I'm wondering, because you're right, the pits were big and be, because people were showing up to like a Knights of Columbus in Kingston right. and there's no reason for that many people to be at the show. But I'm wondering if like, Oh, it's just because it was the suburbs and people were bored and they knew about this. Like do these shows still happen in Kingston? I don't know. And uh, I don't think people are booking those venues so much anymore because it's just like, oh, now you got to play an all-ages show in Boston or something like that, but you're not uh, you're not playing the Club 213 in Haverhill anymore. Right. Things are um, definitely different nowadays than it was 20 years ago because I remember going to Slipknot concerts 20 years ago and the pits were fucking insane. I mean, Slipknot concerts are now. I would I mean, guess now they would be different, but... Um, yeah, but that's a big concert. We're talking no, about little is, halls. No, like, this was a little hall. I'm saying this was back in the day, like before they became huge. They would play at this place in Saratoga. It was a little hole in the wall. I mean, maybe 50 by 50. That's not big at all. It's a small little yeah. place. And it had a little tiny bar. And these bands would play like Sick Puppies and that kind of stuff. They would play there before they became absolutely huge. And... I don't know, I was probably like 10, 11. And I remember that I got pushed into a pit, right? And they all stopped. I was like, what? What the fuck? Why did everybody stop? 
well, I'm 4'10", and maybe I was 100 pounds. And apparently when a girl gets pushed in who doesn't look like they can mosh, they stop and push them back out. That didn't happen where we come from. Well, this yeah, is... That's <laughs> that was, if you, got, if you were in the pit, you were done. Well, that's you better learn saying. how to swing. No, I did. I, I knew how to mosh, but somebody, like, one of my friends were like, get in there, and then pushed me in, and then all of a sudden, everybody stopped and pushed me back out. Yeah, I that's not like, real. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like... At a Slipknot concert? Yeah, Are you no. really going to stop? Yeah, that's not real. That's all fake. No, it's not fake. It was it was people bleeding from their face, and I'm like, how come I can't play? No, I'm saying that's not a real pit. No, I, but I'm saying, like, how... Uh, why couldn't I join? I wanted to have fun. See, the thing is, I remember in those pits, there were girls smaller than you and, like, toothpicks that were in there throwing fists but and getting blasted. that's what I'm saying. Blasted. I was ready to get blasted, and I didn't get to because they just took – they pit, literally, the biggest dude came up to me, picked me up like a fucking toothpick, and just shwoop, threw me across the room and was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, what, what, what? That's not you fair. You should have just went back in swinging. No, because my friends wouldn't let me. Ah, uh, see – Week, they're like, oh, maybe you shouldn't go in there. I'm like, well, why don't you guys mind your own business and let me deal with my problems? You didn't say that though. You probably went and hid in the corner I and did, cried. I did. I cried a little bit because I wasn't invited and I was mad. <laughs> you were scared. But well, yeah, so that, that's when it, that's the the proper etiquette in that situation is now you have to get up on stage and you have to dive and then you're going to get into the pit. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. such a pussy. I wouldn't have been able to do that. So what do you do on your spare time other than podcast? Uh, let's see. Probably still skateboarding, despite the fact I'm in my mid to late 30s. Uh, and my wife and I have a dog now, so spend a lot of time. Oh, what kind, of, what kind of dog? Uh, Is it a puppy? Uh, just, he's about a little under two years, and he's just a complete mutt. Um, Those are the best. Looks kind of like a German, like German Shepherd and Lab Mix sort of uh things so long hair uh total ham oh that's awesome so how are you managing with like the covid like being stuck at home sometimes and stuff like that uh i was working from home uh before all this and so my life has not not changed changed at all yeah that's a good Uh, thing yeah, I, I mean, there's no stand-up comedy happening. I would have, I would be doing that at night if uh, this didn't exist. But all that is shut down. But um, that isn't that big of a hit because I have other creative outlets that are, you know, hitting the, uh, you know, fulfilling that need. So um, yeah, COVID really, I mean, obviously sucks for a lot of reasons, <laughs> socially and stuff like that. But it hasn't been the I was already kind of an introverted person, so I'm not the type of person that, like, struggles and, you know, needs that uh, go out and hang out with the boys or whatever, because I right. wasn't doing that to begin with. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you call a male ladybug? Jeez. Uh, well, you know, I was, I was thinking I was going to nail these uh, every time, <laughs> but... Uh, it's, uh, it's Mr. Ladybug. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, yes, that's the uh, good, that's a good answer. I Mr. love it. Mr. Ladybug. Yeah, I like that. Um, but let's just say one day you woke up and you're now a superhero, right? So I need to know mm-hmm. what your superhero name would be and what you would wear and what your superpowers would be. Oh, God. Do I have to? So, uh, I probably would be more of so this isn't going to sound quite great but 
the, the most important, I would want to have the superpower of invisibility. Ooh. Um, because I think that, so I would wear nothing because if you're wearing clothes, then you can't be invisible because you can't make the clothes invisible. Um, and since that's just kind of a creepy superpower anyway, I'd probably have the name like the creep or something like that. <laughs> the but creep? Mainly, I would also, yeah, I wouldn't do it to, for any reason to like, spy on people it would just be so people left me alone oh that's fucking perfect i would love that superpower i i have extreme social anxiety so i don't like people at all like i was saying i'm in in the last last podcast how like this is the closest that i will ever get to people is and talking to people is through this podcast and i guess it's like bringing out the talkative side in me because i don't like to talk to people at all like Seth has known me for over 12 years and I've only had one friend and I never had friends growing up. So it was like, I don't really care about anybody other than my family. So to be invisible, mm-hmm. that would be a really badass fucking power. And your name would be the creep. I mean, I probably wouldn't have assigned myself that name, but you know, <laughs> people would probably just call get... you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would just have to like live with it. Uh, and then if, you know, if this was like one of those superpowers where, you know, you had to be presented in public, then I would have to like lean into it and just be kind of like a creepy person, yeah. and just, you know, yeah. but it would, it would all be sorted out. Yeah. People uh, would understand. I mean, you'd be able to solve some crime here and there if you needed to. Yeah. Um, right. You know, I, I, I go deep in undercover and I, I get, you know, yeah, I find out what really went down. I get the recordings and all that stuff. It would, do some it would, drug busts. Just, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing, about 200,000 people are born with the this exact body part each year. Can you tell me what it is? Uh, fingers or buttholes or nipples or toes? Did you say they're born without it? Uh, with this extra body part oh with this extra okay uh two hundred thousand people are born with an extra i've never heard of an extra butthole but <laughs> that, that seems like it would be the most interesting answer uh because if you had two buttholes and they were both functioning but you never knew which one was gonna go off during oh, that'd game be, time that'd be tricky were, <laughs> yeah yeah but you're so thinking you're, you're, especially, you're talking about two hundred thousand people born with this each year you think it would be buttholes? Right. What no, about I, so I, toes, I, nipples, I fingers? I don't think it's buttholes. It would be pretty cool, though. I think that would, yeah, that would be the most interesting one. I, I would say it's probably superfluous third nipple that most You're people correct. are born with the extra. You are yeah. absolutely correct. Uh, I, I had a I had a girlfriend that had an extra nipple. It wasn't much. It wasn't like full areola or anything like that. But it was, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty cool, though. So what what she's yeah. reading you is I don't know if you've listened to any podcasts in the past of ours, but um, we have these cards and and it's called I wish I didn't know. So supposedly these are true facts, and some of them are <laughs> completely screwed up. Like you would never even think that these are true and you have to fact check them. But I have, I have one. uh, Let me see. Let's try this one. See if you can get it right. In ancient China, corpses were covered in this sweet 
treat for a hundred years and then broken up to eat. What? Did you understand that? I did. I did. Okay. So A, sugar. B, honey. C, molasses. D, corn syrup. Did they, well, have, I'm gonna, did they have corn syrup back then? Right. Yeah. I don't think corn syrup. I don't think corn is a big uh, agricultural product of China. I don't think sugar was in a form to to cover somebody in. That would be that way. I know. And probably I'm going to say that honey wasn't harvested easily, but I feel like molasses is this old bullshit that's been around forever. So I'm going to say molasses. It is B, honey. Motherfucker. <laughs> you got one wrong. Yeah, okay. So you got one wrong out of ten. So you got ten questions and you got one right so far. And I got another one for you. Which of these activities has a one in four thousand two hundred and ninety two chance of you getting smashed by a car? Now this is kind of interesting. Walking, skateboarding, riding a bike, roller coaster. How the fuck do you get smashed by a car on a roller coaster, first of all? I don't know. Yeah, yeah that, that would be tough. I mean, you'd have to fly out of the roller coaster first and then land on a highway, which would probably be the only way that that's going to happen. So you can cross the roller coaster off. Uh, now, walking, I feel like... One in 4,292. I feel like getting hit by a car while walking is more frequent than that. So the other options were skateboarding or riding a bike. Let's see. You said it was interesting, and I mentioned skateboarding earlier, so I'm going to say it's skateboarding. Well, I kind of gave you a little... No, it's not. I just just thought it was interesting, so I kind (laughs) of tricked you. Um, It's walking. Walking? Wow. Wow. I figured it would be more frequent than that, judging by how bad people are at driving, especially since I'm out walking a lot and have to avoid getting hit by cars often. Well, our last podcast I just talked about, this guy was walking his dog and this drunk guy that was on drugs as well um, hit him and killed him and uh, left the scene. So, I mean, I would have picked walking only because I just learned that in the newspaper last week. But that I, I thought it was crazy. I'm like, dude, this, and it was the, like the day before Thanksgiving. I was like, damn, walking your dog. Yeah, that's a terrible way to go. Yeah, very terrible way. Uh, did the dog live? Did... The dog lived and they can't find it. Oh, yeah, I was just going to ask that the dog just never was found, I don't think. I'm wondering if the guy stopped, picked up the dog because it lived, and I don't fucking know. I doubt either. it. Uh, mo- mo- moose, yeah. what? what you got? Oh, you want me to read one? Yeah, keep it going. He's got one right out of ten. He's got one out of ten. Yeah. Uh-oh. Odds are not looking too good, Bill. No, I'm going to come back. The back half, well, the back end. All right. Uh, I'm going to sweep him. You're, you're a back end guy. All right. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right. Wait, what? Would you think about the double entendre? Because... <laughs> uh, look, up in the sky, it's not a bird or a plane. It's a massive asteroid named... 99,942 Apophis, and it's on a course to possibly hit Earth in A, 2024, B, 2021, C, 2029, or D, 2032. 
Have you heard of any asteroid named 99,942 Apophis? I have not heard of that particular asteroid. There was, I mean, I've heard of so many other asteroids, but this one isn't ringing a bell, uh, which is going to be unfortunate for me. Yeah, it is. Um, I picked this one because I knew you wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah. Uh, So 2021, I'm going to, I'm going to throw that one out because uh, I haven't heard anything about it. Um, so let's see, we got 2024, 2029, or 2032. I'm going to I'm gonna say 2029. You got yeah, it right. Yeah, bro. What? You got that correct. Yeah. Wow, we you go. have a really right, good, like, memory. Like, you just threw all those numbers out there. Like, do you do math for, like, work or something? I wouldn't remember any of that. No. Uh, well, you know, well, I'm paying attention to these questions, and I'm breaking them down, you know? So I got to, yeah. I got to, I got to. All right. So, a popular health in a popular health and diet treatment in 17th century Europe was starving yourself on purpose. That's A. Eating foods to make yourself vomit. That's B. Hosting binge and purge parties. That's C. And D. Cannibalism. Yeah, the, the first three are very like none of those are uncommon as far as like what people still do for like radical diets and shit now cannibalism is a bit extreme um so that one seems can you read the first part of the question again just so i get the context a popular health and diet treatment in 17th century europe was starving yourself on purpose eating foods to make yourself vomit hosting binge and purge parties or cannibalism seems to me that the most logical answer would be C, the binge and purge thing. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to try that. I'm going to I'm going to throw out binge and purge. Incorrect. It is D, cannibalism. You got to be kidding me. What the fuck were they thinking? Exactly. <laughs> He's fucked up, bro. <laughs> Some of these things are just like what the hell? I don't yeah. even know I, what's I going on. I wonder what they thought what they thought the health benefits of cannibalism were. Well, if you think about it, you know, back in the day, they used to take baby's blood and drink it. They would kill babies and drink the baby's blood. I mean, that's not cannibalism, but they would, you know, drink the blood and rub it on their face because they heard that it would keep them young. So maybe it's like something like that. I mean, that makes perfect sense. I'm surprised we don't do more of that today. Exactly. Uh, Why not? (laughs) <laughs> I do think there's like a startup company that trans like transfuses blood of younger people into older people. Like, so if you're above the age of 60, you can get these blood transfusions from younger. Is this real? Uh, and yeah, like it's like a, a, it's like raising money in Silicon Valley and stuff like that. Um, but which just sounds like a horror movie premise, you yeah. know? Uh, so that's, I mean, that's cool, but also kind of very strange. All right. I yeah, have... I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be something I would sign up for. No. All right. I'm going to read you one. Jelly beans look shiny and delicious, but do you know what gives the candy its shine? The coating is made from a concoction that includes A, shoe polish, B, insect shit, C, B, semen, or D, floor wax. Do you mean like bee semen? Like from like, bees? Yeah, bee semen. Semen. Right. They have... Like a bumblebee. Uh, do they actually jizz? 
I, uh, I don't know. That's crazy if that's right. I don't know of anybody that yeah. jacked off a bee. Oh, if you haven't jacked off a bee, you haven't lived. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that part out yet, or now. I'm trying yeah. to find a bee that's willing. Uh, yeah, one of those murder hornets, those things are hung like apes. Uh, so I'm going to say it's the in- insect shit, because that is typically... Insect uh, waste is in a lot of things. Bee semen is just... Uh, it just would pollinate things. Um, so it's not as disgusting to think of bee semen, but insect shit. Let's go with that. Bee. You got it right. Dang. Yeah, there we go. He yeah. knows his bug shit. <laughs> yeah. It's in everything. All right. It's everywhere. All right. All right. All right. I got one. This one's going to be easy for you. I picked it because you're a man and you know this. Okay. So if you get this wrong, Uh-oh. She, she, I'm uh-oh. driving. I'm going to drive to California and maybe teach you. Or have Seth teach you. I'm not going to teach you how to do this. Wait, what? What are we okay. doing? Okay. If you hear a man. Up a lot of- <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. I'm scared. If you hear of a man tucking, that means pulling his cock and balls back between his legs so it looks like he's got a vagina. <laughs> Hold on. I can't. All right. That's A. B. Tucking. You you tightly under your sheets while you're asleep. C stuffing the front of his pants. D taping down his man boobs so his shirt fits better. Wait, was this uh, with a T or a P? I was having a little bit of time understanding. T as in Tucker. Hmm. Um, and you said if I get this wrong, that Seth, Seth is Seth going is to come to come California and, and yeah. show He's going to show you. <laughs> I got to oh, teach you how you. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't All right, know. let me let me hear the uh, the things. So the first one was the old uh, mangina thing. So you're buffalo billing it. Um, the so what B, were the options? B? B is tucking you tightly under your sheets while you sleep. C is Stuffing the front of his pants. D is taping down his man boobs so his shirt fits better. Hmm. I'm still going to go with, with number one. That one seems like it's the most vile of the uh, the, uh, the four. So let's, let's go with A. You are correct. Oh, he's, ca- right, he's, getting, he's getting most of these right. Yeah. All right. I have one last one. How many do you have? I only there? have two more and that's 10. Okay. That crunch in your peanut butter might be more than peanuts. The FDA so allows. What do you mean? What? Do you mean Carver gum? Because that would be my answer. Carver gum. <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <laughs> the, that that crunch in your peanut butter might be more than peanuts. The FDA allows one of these per 100 grams of peanut butter in your jar. A fingernails. B rodent hair. C human fecal matter. Or D sawdust. Ooh, um, I thought I knew the answer before you read them, and then I'm, I'm questioning myself. Uh, I'm gonna say it's the fecal matter, though. I'm gonna still go with my gut here and say fecal matter. It is incorrect. It is rodent Fuck hair. Shit. 
It's what? <laughs> rodent <laughs> hair. Ew. You can have rodent hair per 100 grams of peanut butter. That's fucking gross. Why do you do See, that to I me? Thought the answer was gonna, I thought the answer was going to be rodent feces, uh, and that's where I got thrown off um, because, uh, you know, so I should have gone with the rodent end instead of the feces end of my initial. Yeah, uh, you were close, but, though. Yeah, live and learn. All right, so you got two more left, and you got four points. So four out of at le- you got to at least get one more point so you can get half of them right. Okay, going All right. for a fifty shot. According to a poll conducted in two thousand fourteen, the majority of women have thought about this during sex with a male partner. I knew you would get this right. Obviously, a did he get that move? <laughs> Did he get that move from his favorite porn? B, no, don't you dare finish yet. C, wait, was that my phone? D, all of the above. All of the above. You're correct. Yeah, that, 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 one, is, that one is simple. I mean, when, when, you get the, when you get the D, all the above, it's always all the above. The only one that really throws that off a little bit is the, the one about the phone, where it was just like, wouldn't you kind of know more? But the, the first two, I could easily see that thought crossing the mind of uh, somebody because the guy busts out this new thing. You're like, what the fuck was that? Hold on. You right. know, <laughs> what the hell are you doing trying to push me over the couch like that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I saved the best one for last. Um, Seth should definitely know this one. Do I get to try at it? Do you get to try? Yeah, he I... gets to guess first. Okay. Okay. The term for the leakage of sperm from the ass and Whoa. down <laughs> into the vagina crevice resulting in a accidental pregnancy. I know what this is called. Oh, you do? Yes. I don't think you I've do. I've been called this before. No, because it's not on here. What? It is, it is called A, a Tokyo drift, B, Slipping one past the, what the fuck is that word? What? Galley? Go, go, oh, slipping one past the goalie. Okay. Uh, C, being pregnant, what? Prego rant? I can't read these words. Do you want me to read pregnant. it? Pregnant. What? That's what it says. P-R-E-G-N-O-R-A-N-T. Okay. Being pregnant, sure. Okay, and then D up the duff. Up the duff. Yeah, D U F F. Uh, I'm gonna. So, to me, the the one so C and A seem like the most clever of them that would fit, but I'm gonna go with A on this one. Okay, Moose. I'm gonna have to say A as well. You're both correct. Yeah. I've been called an ooze baby. You have been called an ooze baby? Ooh, yes. That's pretty sad. <laughs> That's not like a nice thing to say. Who called you an ooze baby? There's just people that like to call me ooze babies. That's not Mark nice. Richard? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, uh, the, what's his name? Your when he, well, he was your best friend growing up. Oh my God, I just drew a blank. Mike? Mike, yeah, was it Mike? Probably. Probably. I think I've heard him call you an ooze baby, him and Frank. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I get those kind of names all the time. So, uh, Bill, real quick, 
Uh, back to the Edgeland podcast. I was briefly listening to episode 15 where you had Matt on there and Greg. <clears throat> and yeah. Matt had said the Conway family is very emotionally detached. And that, my friend, uh, I don't even know how he was so accurate. Uh, have you known Matt for a very long time prior to your Edgeland podcast? That was the first, that Edgeland was the first time we ever talked. So he how? was just able to uh, deduce that uh, straight away. Now, if he said that now on our current podcast, it'd be like, yeah, 100%. Like, you've known me for six or seven years now. Of course you know that. Um, but no, he must have just uh, had a, a little bit of intuition to uh, be able to, to pull that up. Or he was just pulling out an insult out of nowhere, and it just happened to be 100% accurate. Right, yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Conway family is probably one of the most emotionally detached families out there. hundred I mean, percent agree. They, there's just, I, maybe the other part of the family is talking to each other. Uh, but I know I am horrible at staying in touch with anybody. I don't know how you are. Oh, oh, quite horrible. Yeah. All right. So we're on the same page there. I mean, I, I think most, most of them are the same. And I, I just thought that was very weird. I thought maybe you guys were like best friends for 30 years prior to that or something like it just made so much I mean, sense. I think that maybe he just saw the last name and thought, you know, repressed Irish, uh, let's just throw this out there. And then it was, it was accurate. So, yeah. uh, I'm actually surprised to hear that he called that out that early on in our, uh, our knowing each other, because yeah, that was the first time him and I ever talked in our, you know, talking through that is what eventually led to the hard times becoming a thing. Right. So, yeah, no, he nailed it. That's crazy. That yeah. is absolutely insane that somebody's <clears throat> intuition was spot on like that because you guys, I mean, me knowing some of the Conways, I would literally 100% agree that is completely accurate. Yeah, yeah there's just, it, it's so, you know, most it's so the, bad. So most of the time when I see any of the Conways, it's on bad circumstances. <laughs> and, and it's sad that it, I have to say that, but that's the only well, time that I've ever seen Seth's family. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's just going like, huh, yeah, that's uh, Seth that we're here. Um, yeah. we, we need to meet up more here, often, huh? but never yeah, do never, anything yeah. about it. Everybody's like, yeah, we should meet up more often, and then nothing ever comes about it. So how, how many people do you, you know, become friends with? I know you said earlier on that you're kind of, like, you, you stay away from a lot, but do you, do you meet good people doing your podcast as you do your interviews? I know you guys interview a lot of people. Uh, yeah, you know, um, it's rare that we come out of a podcast being like, oh, that guy was a fucking dirtbag, you know? Right. So uh, there have been a couple people that I've kept in touch with, uh, which some of them are musicians that I grew up listening to, so it's weird that I have a text relationship with them now where right. I'll just you That's know, awesome. they'll text me and be like, I'm like, hold on a second. You know, like, what the hell are you doing texting me? This isn't right. Right. Um, so that's, that's kind of a trip. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like, you know, close relationships, I've, I've allowed myself like one adult friend a year, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you um, yeah. Keep it safe. Uh, I like and, that. It's better, yeah, it's better, it's no, better that way. Yeah. There's no reason to, you know, go nuts and try two adult relationships. Oh yeah. That's, that's that good. would be crazy. I don't think I've ever, yeah. ever uh, seen that happen in real life though. Like 
near me. I've never, I mean, wait, my brother, Wade, his, on his girlfriend's side of the family, like they, I just was invited to their, her, I don't know, bat, bridal, shower. bridal shower. And I was just sitting on the couch watching her family and they were just so open and so talkative. She's got like five sisters and they're all connected. They all still keep in contact. They all is visit as much as they possibly can with this coronavirus shit that's going on. And I was just sitting there dumbfounded. I felt so out of place because I didn't grow up like that. I grew up keeping your emotions in. Don't let anybody know your emotions. Don't talk to people if you don't have to. Keep to yourself. That kind of stuff. So like when they're like having conversations, it was it was really weird, but actually inspiring at the same time because I was like, this is how it's supposed to be. I had no idea. Or is this fake? It was like more of like a movie thing. Like you can still have. That's where I, oh, I, I, I wonder in a situation like that where it's like, all right, you see all these people. Uh, and then if you could follow one of them out and they're like, oh, God fucking fake assholes i can't believe you know like do they start turn around and talk shit like as soon as they're away from each other because i would just go to that setting um do you play video games at all uh much like having one adult friend a year i allow myself to play one video game a year so right now it's only been the reissue of tony hawk's pro skater it's really all i've been messing around with uh, i'm not a huge gamer um because I have trouble not like doing, I'll do it for like 30 minutes at a time, just kind of clear my head. But I don't, if I did more than that, I'd feel like I'm wasting time. Gotcha. Okay. So um, question about that. Your life is now a video game. What do you name your game? What can you do in your game based off your life? If my life were a video game, it would probably be called something uh, probably like desk wars or something like that. And it would be the battle inside my head to try to write something. And the whole game would be trying to fight off um, procrastination more or oh, less. So yes. you would have a, a dog bot like coming up and, uh, giving you its attention, a cat jumping on your desk, you know, the wife comes and she's talking to my ear, am I right? That's the final boss you got to defeat. Good luck with that one. Yeah, you ain't <laughs> yeah. That. Absolutely. Uh, so it, it would probably be something uh, around those lines. It would be very meta um, and nobody would enjoy it. And at the end of the day, it would be a, an awful, awful game. Yes, I absolutely would not want to play that video game. I probably wouldn't buy it. No, nobody would blame you. Yeah. My game that I created when I was asked this question was called insomnia. And it was kind of like a horror uh, game where, you know, you start hallucinating because you're not getting enough sleep. So you have to fight off all these demons and you have to try to sleep is the whole goal. And, and you never can. So it's always that you got to try to fight these demons so that you can sleep. And then you start hallucinating and things that are not there you see and you're like, oh, is that something I have to defeat? And then you just get all fucked up in the head. Your game doesn't sound fun either. No, it's not. <laughs> not at <laughs> all. It's a really horror, Seth, horror game. Is your game fun? My game? Yeah. Like, I never asked him the question. question. I never asked him the question. Oh, okay, hey, well, Seth, well, your life is now a video game. 
what is your what's the name of your game and what what do you do in it? Oh, it's uh, Mr. Builder. Okay. And oh, I already told you what my game was. Oh, Remember, yeah, you, you get did. to All right, yeah, yeah. so you you build these things, whatever you want, whatever you can create in your mind. You build this, and then it comes to life. So it's like a video game turned real life. That's how my game works. A little bit more fun. Yeah, so, so like you're telling me, I, I could build like a mansion in my brain, and then it comes to life, and then I can live in it, right? Correct. With a pool. Yes. Choosing. Whatever you want. All right, I'm going to your game. All right. Yeah. See, I'm selling my game. All right. Cool. Ten, ten bucks. Yeah, your game. Your game's pretty cool. But, like, uh, it comes to life in real life. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely down. I'm buying it. All you right. should sell that shit for, like, 100 bucks a piece, maybe 1000 Yeah, we'll, we'll just do 10 10 bucks a pop. 10 bucks. Yep, we got this. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it's a, it's a volume play. You sell more of them, and right. then you make more money over time. Uh, so, yeah, it's a smart business plan. All right. Okay. All righty, Bill, uh, back to the peanut butter question, and this is going to wrap everything up. If you had to rename peanut butter, uh, what is it? Like I said, so in tribute to George Washington Carver, the inventor of it, and the fact that old-timey stuff had uh, incorrect names, it would be called Carver Gum. Nobody would like it because of the awful name. So uh, I would the original so peanut it. butter yeah, was a lot tougher to, to eat uh, and to make. It wouldn't, be, it wouldn't have that smoothness, but uh, as the years went on, people would improve on Carver Gum. And... Uh, we would have it today, and it would be the number one spread in America. Apparently, so, they don't like peanut butter in Europe so much. Really? Okay. I didn't so, know like, that. over time, it would become Carver spread. Oh, no. It's still no, Carver no. gum. It would always be Carver gum. Carver always. gum. Always. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. We're, we're, we're staying with the original original. Name. But it's going to evolve. Uh, the actual the paste, peanut butter the gum inside will evolve, evolve to But the name nice, stays the same. Right. I get it. Okay. Understand. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anything you yeah, want to add, well, Bill? Uh, no, I think that's it. Thank you for uh, for having me. It was great talking to both of you uh, under non-funeral circumstances. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah. It was definitely a pleasure. Um, hopefully we can do it again sometime in the future. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. And we'll, maybe we'll have different questions that might stump you a little bit. No, I want these same exact questions. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Put a little bit of thought into them. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm going to listen back to this. I'm going to study. I'm going to get 10 out of 10. There you I, go. I got 6 out of 10, right? I got yeah, six you got 6. 10? You got 6. Yeah, right. you did, you did pretty good. Be- better than me. I think I got like 1 out of yeah, 100. Yeah, he usually gets 1 out of like 20. I usually win with like 7 or 8. I thought points. I was smart and knew everything, but I didn't. Yeah, well, that's when, you, that's when you can start to grow. It's when you realize you don't know everything. Right, there you go. Alrighty. Well, I think we're going to wrap this shit up. So again, Bill, thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you and we will, uh, we will touch base again. All right. We'll catch you guys later. Alrighty. Take care. Later.